0: for the persecutor.
1: Welcome again to the Voice of the Martyrs Radio. My name is Todd Nettleton. Our guest this week is in Southern California. We'll be talking with Ed Cannon. He's the president and CEO of FEBC, Far East Broadcasting Company. Ed, welcome to Voice of the Martyrs Radio. It's a privilege
2: to be with you, Todd. Thanks for having me today.
1: Talk to me a little bit about FEBC. What do you do? How many countries are you active in? Sort of let our listeners know who FEBC is.
2: Sure. Well, actually, we're a very old ministry. We're 75 years old this year. We're celebrating our 75th anniversary. And FEBC has been in the business of using radio to communicate the gospel to the least reached people around the earth. We realize that the most effective way to communicate The gospel to people in these countries is to do it through local voices, people that speak the local language and actually even have the accent of the local dialects, people who understand the local culture and what it's like to be, say, a Buddhist in Thailand or an atheist in China or a Muslim in Indonesia. We have our staff that are connected and integrated in the local communities and the local churches, We have 38 countries where FEBC is functioning and registered with staff on the ground, and we're broadcasting into 50 countries in, as of today, 129 languages. Wow! Shortwave is still a very effective way to broadcast, but of course, over the years, we have migrated into AM and FM platforms, uh, internet platforms, cell phone apps, and now, of course, One of the things that's trending so uh, positively are social media broadcast platforms, which not only reach people in these hard to reach areas, but are also very effective at getting the younger generation as well.
1: And I think it's hard for American listeners maybe to fully understand how vital a tool radio still is. you know. Here in America, we have lots of other options. We've got TV, we've got internet, we've got social media, we've got our phones. Uh, but if you're up in a Camus village in the hills of Laos, radio might be your only link to the outside world.
2: That's right. And we're broadcasting in the Camus language, as a, as a matter of fact, since you mentioned that. And we're starting to get more and more and more responses because while we've been reaching those people with shortwave radio for years, That's really the only connection they've got to the outside world through terrestrial radio signals. But we're migrating the Camus people onto Facebook Live, believe it or not, and we're getting thousands of followers and people responding in that language to gospel presentations. But absent the shortwave radio to introduce them to these other platforms where they can hear the good news, they'd never find it on their own
1: The host Brother Sion has been here on Voice of the Martyrs radio uh, in fact just yesterday I got a, a great story from Brother Sion from our contacts in Laos that uh, he had actually had led a Camus family to Christ like you say over a Facebook live uh, presentation but that Camus family had been pointed to him by a Hmong pastor, which is a different ethnic group. He said, hey, I speak a little bit of Camus, but I don't speak very much, but you should connect with Brother Sion, and that family is now following Jesus Christ because of that. So even in the last 24 hours, I have heard a testimony of the effectiveness of that broadcast.
2: That's just amazing, Todd, and we didn't rehearse this in advance. I was just with Brother Sian, uh, about six months ago in Thailand, we had a gathering of some of our ethnic minority uh, broadcasters, and he was there. Interestingly, FEBC has hired his son, Joshua, who's helping us out with our ministries in Thailand, and I heard so many of those wonderful stories, just like you're saying, where a pastor in the Tai Lu language knows someone that speaks Hmong, and they've introduced them and showed them where the broadcasts are, and, God is just working in miraculous ways in those countries to connect these people together to find a source where they can get the good news on the radio. And the numbers are just um, praiseworthy, Todd, as uh, people like uh, Brother Sian and his son now Joshua are doing Ye- yeoman's work in those countries to get the broadcast out.
1: Well, we have actually also had Joshua here on Voice of the Martyrs Radio. So we have had both father and son talking about the ministry there. And over the years, Voice of the Martyrs has been a part of several of these broadcasts. I know at at one time we were helping out with the Hmong broadcast. We've helped out with the Kamu broadcast over the years. So we absolutely have uh, believed in the work that you're doing and seen the effectiveness of it reaching out. We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Ed Cannon. He's the president and CEO of FEBC, the Far East Broadcast Company ed you have gone to some tough places you mentioned thailand that's maybe not one of the tough places but you've been to some places that were pretty difficult have you ever felt like as you went to visit your workers that you personally were at risk
2: well um i was in jail for one whole day in a country in southeast asia where we were interrogated by the local authorities and when they found that we had Christian content on S D chips in our pockets, we were uh, we were escorted into the local police department, and um, we spent about 10 hours there that day. Uh, interestingly, at the end of the day, we think we got released because they wanted to go home and have dinner with their families, so they, they wanted to shoo us out. The best part of the story, Todd, we had these micro SD chips with Christian teaching and preaching on them. And they took those from us when we first came, and obviously they figured out they were listening in the back room. And at the end of the day, when they were releasing us so they could go home and eat dinner, the man came and he gave us the little plastic bag back with the microSD chips in it. And he said, here, you can have these back. But there was only about half as many as we came with. And when our uh, director there, the local guy, was speaking to him in the local language, he asked him what happened to the rest of the chips and the guy whispered to him and said, you know what, I listened to those in the back and I was wondering if I could share those messages with my family. So could I keep a few? And of course wow. we said, yeah, here, just keep the whole bag and you can have them all. The biggest problem with days like that is, yeah, we as Americans, we, we feel at risk and quite inconvenienced to have to spend a day in the jail. But the problem is for our staff on the ground months, months after we've been there, They will be under extra scrutiny because now they know they're working with foreigners.
1: Talk to me a little bit, Ed, about the the people who are leading these works in, like you say, on the front lines, in the local language, people who are close to the listener. How do you find those people? How do you equip them? How do you keep them going in the ministry?
2: Well, I'll answer your first question first. How do you find them? And I'll refer all the way back to FEBC's founder, Dr. Bob Bowman, who started the organization. And um, he has a famous interview that he did with a um, ministry partner, and they interviewed him. They asked him, Dr. Bowman, how do you find these people in these countries? There's very few Christians to start with, and how do you find capable people to do these broadcasts? And Bob had a big smile on his face, and he said, well, you see, we don't find them. God sends them to us. So prayer is key to find these people. We understand that we couldn't have a ministry that's effective as FEBC is if we're finding those people on our own. When we hire a new director in a country, we begin that day praying for that person's replacement down the road because we know how key that is. You know, you mentioned Thailand. Thailand is about 1% Christian and amongst the 1% Christians, Uh, very few of them have the skills and capabilities to be able to run a radio ministry so it is only by God's power that we find those people once we find them your point is quite right equipping them training them we're trying to bring leadership training to those people professional radio help how can you uh, uh, learn about broadcasting and what's relevant especially as nowadays that's evolving and changing as we speak now Understanding how to do social media is really key, so it's an enormous task to equip those people with the right skills to be able to do effective ministry, and so that's sort of the role of the U.S. office. We come alongside with resources. How do you train these people to become good business leaders as they're running uh, ministry as business in their country? How do you keep them up to uh, speed with the current technologies, not only in AM and FM radio, but also cell phones, internet, now social media, and even satellite radio. So that's the role of the FEBCUS office. And at the end of the day, the most important thing that we do as an association is to maintain a spiritual discipline of all of our staff, bringing them together regularly to pray praying for each other, establishing prayer partnership with people in their local areas so that we don't ever feel like we're in a spiritual desert, but rather constantly building in on each other. And that's essentially the model that FEBC has been using for 75 years, and until Todd, we see that being less than effective, that's what we're going to stick with. It
1: sounds like it's worked well for those 75 years, and you have traveled to the front lines. You have met many of these folks who are leading these ministries. Who are the people that you have met that that really have inspired you to keep going in the work, but maybe even more importantly, inspired you in the way you
2: want to live for Christ as, as yourself? You know, Todd, it's such an interesting question because so many of these people are such dedicated, selfless, servants of the Lord. I'll just give you one real quick story. I was in India, and the day we were in India, they showed me a digital thermometer at the airport that said 120 degrees Fahrenheit. It was a miserably hot day. We went to the office there where FEBC staff is working, And uh, they they said, oh, don't worry, we have air conditioning in the office. So we got in the office, and they did have air conditioning. It was only about 90 in the office building. Everyone was working, (laughs) sweating, hot, never a complaint. Everyone had a smile on their face. They're not complaining about the heat or the circumstances. And that afternoon we decided we were going to go out and visit some listeners in a a rural area just outside of uh, Bangalore where we have our office. Well, we took about a two-hour drive in a car without air conditioning, and we were all sweating and uncomfortable in the car. I was probably the only one that was aware of my discomfort. They were all singing hymns and joyous. And after a long afternoon, it's late in the evening as we're driving back, and and I had a weak moment, Todd, and I said to the driver of the car, I said, wow, you know, I have to get up at like 4 o'clock in the morning tomorrow to go to the airport. I said, I certainly hope you can sleep in. And his response was this, oh no, sir, you see, I counted the privilege to be able to get up at four o'clock every morning and pray with my wife for the ministry and for the listeners. And it just set me back. And I think sometimes we here in America are so spoiled and so soft when we see what people in other countries routinely do. In far more difficult circumstances than we have and their level of commitment is so high it just makes me feel honored to be able to stand shoulder to shoulder with those people and see what they're willing to do for the Lord and it inspires us so I share stories with people like on they're listening to this broadcast today not for the purpose of shaming us but to inspire us to greater levels of commitment to serve our Lord. And, you know, I could spend the afternoon telling you story after story, Todd, of people going and doing these kinds of things in China, in Indonesia, in the Philippines, in Russia and Ukraine, all serving in far more difficult circumstances than we are for one purpose, because Jesus Christ has asked us to, and they are willing to do whatever it takes to fulfill that obligation.
1: We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Ed Cannon. He's the president and CEO of FEBC. Their website, if you'd like to visit, is febc.org. Talk to me a little bit, Ed, about how you connect with listeners on the ground, because it's one thing to hear on the radio the gospel and maybe even come to faith in Christ. But at some point, I need to connect with a church body. I need to connect with some believers around me. How do you help make that happen, especially in places like China or other countries in Southeast Asia where the government's not going to be happy that I've become a follower of
2: Christ? Right. Well, there's. let me give you two specific examples. One, in Indonesia, which, as you know, is the largest Muslim country in the world, we have developed a, a platform to say we, we have a counseling ministry. So you hear these programs on the radio we have a counseling hotline where if you want to get, and we use the word specifically counseling, not um, evangelizing or discipling, because the counseling can be general. But we open this line to say, if you've got questions, you need help, call our staff and you can come into the counseling line. And we started that a number of years ago. And the more and more people call, the more understaffed we are to be able to handle the call. So what we've decided to do, and it's It's clearly a a strategy that God has delivered our staff there. Instead of our staff taking the calls, we build these strong partnerships with local churches. And when someone calls in from a little remote area in Indonesia, we instantly figure out where they are located next to a church, and we ask the local church staff, who are also volunteers for us, to do the counseling with the individual. That way, not only do they talk to someone on the telephone and get good spiritual advice, but because of the proximity of where they live, they can connect to the local church. We've gotten up to about 3,000 a week phone calls in that country from people seeking counseling. Now, even though we don't say it on the radio, the predominance of phone calls we get from those people are saying, I want to know more about Jesus Christ. You're a Christian radio station. We're not really looking for help on family issues or finding a job. We want to know about Jesus Christ. So it's a partnership that's well-designed to connect them to the local church. Um, One of the other ways we do it, in Southeast Asia, our staff are very involved with having what they call listener rallies, So we'll be broadcasting on a local FM station in either Thailand or Cambodia, and we'll say, next Wednesday at 5 o'clock in the evening, we're going to have a listener rally at the uh, city center in this small village. Come and meet some of our broadcasters. We'll have a worship service. Uh, We'll hand out radios and tracks. We just want to meet people. And so these villages... People will come, our staff will, after spending a full day of broadcasting, get in a van and ride an hour and a half or two hours, and they'll have gatherings in these local communities, which is bringing more people into the circle of radio listeners, and it's very effective because as we do the worship services, we can meet the staff one-on-one, we can hand out tracks. in some cases we give out radios, but it's a very effective way of FEBC radio broadcasters integrating and becoming part of the community. And while it might seem slow, wow, you're actually trying to meet people one-on-one, there's a viral connection. When you meet a handful of people in a community, they know the staff, they get a radio, they tell their brothers and sisters, they tell their family, they tell others, and pretty soon you know you've got a 1,000 listeners in the community of maybe 10,000 people, and that's the way we use radio to connect and advance the gospel in these places. We're
1: talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Ed Cannon. He is the president and CEO of FEBC. Ed, one, some of our listeners are young people who are are maybe just starting out in ministry or maybe they're feeling God's call to ministry and, and maybe wrestling with that a little bit. What advice would you give to to young people who
2: are starting out in the gospel work? There's a couple things I'd like to say. First of all, when you're trying to do ministry, be who you are. When I grew up, we were going to university and such, and people were always telling us, be a leader like so-and-so. And we'd read books about other people's style of leadership. You need to be like Churchill, or you need to be like Patton. Uh, But my advice for young people today is, be who God made you. Don't be like somebody else. If you're a quiet person, lead quietly. If you're a team builder, build teams quietly. Lead the way God has wired you, which is the way you are the best. No one is as good as being like Winston Churchill as Winston Churchill was. So why should we try and be like him? Secondly, I think never underestimate your own ability to make an enormous impact in the world. We had one young man from China who, very quiet, very timid, didn't know exactly how he wanted to lead. But he had an idea to use social media. And he said, I don't have a big following. I don't have a big voice or a big idea. But God does. So I'm going to post on my uh, social media platform in China, which was WeChat, I'm going to post four Bible verses a day. He'd write one short verse, and then he'd write one simple sentence about what that verse means to him. And he started doing that, and he did that for several years without much success. Then he started to see a few people following him. Todd, after five years... The man had a million followers in China that were getting their spiritual food every day from his simple idea and his obedience to God's command. So there's great potential. Never underestimate yourself. Don't think you need to be like someone else. Lead the way God wired you, and he will respond by putting fruit into your life.
1: Amen. Last question for you. We always try to equip our listeners to pray. So, how do we pray for FEBC, and how do we pray for folks like Brother Sion, who are your your hands and feet in some of these countries around the world?
2: Sure, that's a great. I, I love that request, Todd. And and I've got what I, I'm very excited about this answer. So, first of all, you think about Brother Sion, and the difficulty with which they're living. They're in difficult places. In many cases, governments are oppressing them. Uh, people of other faiths are doing everything they can to keep the spread of the gospel. So certainly, we need to pray for FEBC's staff for courage, for protection, uh, for God's Word to come powerfully through their voice and into the hearts of the people. But I believe, Todd, the most effective prayer we could pray in order to encourage Brother Sian, FEBC staff everywhere, is to pray that God open the hearts of the listeners in advance of them hearing our broadcasts. So our staff are doing everything they can to proclaim boldly the, the Word of God and to do it most effectively over the radio. But what we need help with through prayer more than anything else, and what would encourage our staff more than anything else, is that all of your listeners pray to open the hearts of people in countries like Thailand, like Indonesia, like China, so that when they hear the good news on the radio, they will accept it with an open heart and an open mind and become a follower of Christ, that's what the prayer needs to be gifted for, is that these people will hear, our staff will do the best job they can to get the message out there, but what prayer can be the most effective in is to open their hearts and their minds to be receptive to the message and come to faith in Christ.
1: Amen. I, uh, I'm reminded of the parable of the sower, and some of the seed fell on good soil, and, and we can pray that those hearts will be prepared and will be good soil, ready for that seed to fall. Ed, thank you so much for your ministry, and thank you for being our guest this week on Voice of the Martyrs Radio.
2: Let me thank you, Todd, for your ministry as well and your partnership over the years with FEBC. May God continue to strengthen that partnership so that we collectively can bring more into the kingdom of Jesus Christ.
0: Christians in hostile nations may live far from us. As believers, we know that we are one with them and part of the body of Christ. As such, we can't ignore their suffering. If the Holy Spirit is impressing you to know more and support the work of Voice of the Martyrs, please visit our website at vom.com.au. All donations of $2 and more are tax-deductible in Australia. This has been a production of Vom Oz Radio, voice for the persecuted.